Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Thinking Aloud about film. We are continuing with movies strand of films that are rediscovered. It's part of Martin Scorsese's World uh, Cinema Project. And it's also showing on the movie under Cult to Black, Celebrating Black Cinema strand. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, reasons to be interested in uh, The Child of Another, uh, which is directed by Jean-Pierre de Congtipa, and it's a, a Cameroonian film from 1975. So, Richard, what did you make? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And we should say it's apparently it's the it's actually the first Cameroonian feature film ever made. So, which really? I, I think makes it even more impressive. It's very well made. The structure is very interesting. It's got this kind of uh, complicated flashback structure, gripping plots. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. What did you think? I loved it. I keep saying this, but part of the pleasure of watching this strand of films for me is, you know, if you just think back of, I mean, not that long ago, you know, for a long time, it was very, very difficult to see other parts of the world, right? I, you either needed money to travel or, you know, it, it, you know, if you were rich, maybe you could go to other parts of the world, but you would only see certain parts. And one of the things that cinema did is it brought other parts of the world to us and made them understandable and legible. And actually, to me, it's a source of fascination how little cinema does that now, yeah? That in spite of having access to so many films from around the world, things begin to seem more and more similar rather than different. So I think globalization and neoliberalism have made the world seems smaller, but that's only because you're just getting access to the strands of life that are like yours. I, you know, people in Kuala Lumpur who also have mobile phones <laughs> yeah, and internet and so on. Whereas actually what this film made me feel is, you know, that I was getting insight into a completely different world than mine. Yeah, a world that had existed for centuries. It's, it's, it's a patriarchal world. It's a village world in which tradition is very important. The elders decide things. There are very uh, interesting and different familial structures to ours. So, for example, we learned that the hero's father died and left his uncle as head of the family all his wealth rather than you know, leave it to his own child. And that included his wife, yeah? So we now have a situation where this uncle has five other wives, yeah, all who can bring him children. It's blamed on them, though it's quite likely that he's the problem. <laughs> I think statistically yeah. it probably is him. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he's got a grown nephew who doesn't look too different in age from him but whom he's got complete authority and control over. It's a man who will not get his independence until he marries. Now, the uncle has promised him a dowry to marry, uh, as is rightfully his, because he's worked for this family all his life. Uh, he's, you know, his uncle, in quotation marks, will be paying it, but really it's money that he's earned throughout a lifetime of working. But when it comes to it, the uncle fancies the woman that the hero is in love with and decides to take her for himself. 
And since he's got the money, the, the, the woman's father consents to that marriage. Uh, in order to uh, obviate that, the girl gives herself up to the man and decides to have sex before marriage, so to have a child that is his. Yeah? And of course, this leads to all kinds of complications because basically any child born will not be recognized as the biological father's child, but actually as the head of the family's child. So we have here kind of, you know, the potentialities for all kinds of tragic consequences. And, and I think there's also an element that she has sex with the nephew in order to no longer be a virgin so that the, the uncle won't marry her. But in fact, the uncle yes. does marry her. And I think there's, a, yeah, there's an implication that, you know, the uncle perhaps knows she's pregnant and yes but he and the uncle's aim is to keep is is, is to have a child and he, he takes that child as his own because he knows yeah he he's probably worked out that the inability to have children is his fault um so yeah the film is rendered very tragic because the young couple is very much in love they want each other you know they you could you see the development of the love story and you really feel for them you know kind of you know, they're young and in love and in a way kind of pure, right? And it's the uncle's authority and desire, which here becomes symbolic for tradition, mm. right? Because the film begins with a parade and singing and dancing and drums, yes, and one of the elders saying, we must respect tradition, right? Um, and, and actually the whole film is about how perverted and unjust yeah, uh, traditions can be, yeah, uh, particularly when wielded unjustly. Yeah. Right? Mm. Um, because you get the feeling that the uncle's aim is not just to get a child, but to thwart the desires of his nephew, right? There's a malevolence to him, right? And that's signaled from the beginning just by the way that he treats his wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is kind of rendered also more horrible because once he marries, uh, what's her name, Nakonde? Gando is is the boy, and Undoni is the girl. Okay, Undoni. So, um, and then what you see is, of course, once he marries her, he's got rights to her body, mm. right? Whether she likes it or not. So actually, what you get the feeling overhanging over all of this is a constant rape, yeah? That kind of, she is being abused and she's being raped and, you know, and basically she's got to put up for it because these are the laws of the village. But who was the whore of the village? It's all these male elders, right? Who are deciding that her lot in life is to be constantly raped by this man that she doesn't want and that she doesn't desire. And this is kind of made more tragic still <laughs> because the child that is born is a woman. It's a girl, right? So you also have the feeling that her lot in life is going to be not that different. Yeah, yeah. So I love the beginning of the film because it instantly immerses you in a way of life that you feel has been going on for centuries, right? So it's a tribal life, it's a village life, it's a life of farming and fishing, right, with particular traditional structures. You get to see all of this. You get to see the relationships between the people, Right and how it works, um, you get to see already modernization. So you know, fishing 
the, me the, the, the families in the village are condemned to a newfound poverty because, you know, better, more efficient types of fishing have come in. Yeah. Um, so, so, so it's a kind of a complex kind of uh, dramatization and depiction of this place, this world, these people. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's interesting because that opening sequence, which is about 10 or 15 minutes, it, it's kind of semi, it's, I mean, it feels like a documentary. It feels like you know, it's, it's this large scale kind of village festival that's going on. But so you get this 10, 15 minute sequence with very little dialogue and you don't really know what's going on because you see, you know, you, you, you see, this is, the, the film flashes back from that point. So the, so the point when it starts, you just get this lengthy sequence where um, the, 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 the boy is going through this festival and he's kind of remembering, you know, romping on the beach with, with the girl. Um, and then he meets the girl and they just stare at each other and, and he, he then kind of rips the child from her arms the child by this point is say two or three and r runs away with the child and then he then he's confronted by by the woman and you don't and, and you, at this point you have no idea what's going on unless you've read wikipedia you know you don't you don't really know what, what what's happening at all it's just this sequence of slightly bewildering events which which it then kind of flashes back to the start of that relationship and it, and i found that really interesting particularly given it's the you know, it, it, it's the director's first feature and it's, and, and it's, you know, it's not a country with a mature film industry. It's the first film made, first feature film made in Cameroon. Um, and to, to make a film with that complex structure, I, I found really, really fascinating, very ambitious. And the complexity of the structure is given greater resonance because it's part of the film's theme, right? So one of the lines is, Ignore what happens yesterday and today. Yeah, you can begin again tomorrow or something like that, right? But actually, what the film demonstrates is that yesterday is always in today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because of the observance of these traditions, which are very repressive when unjustly wielded, right? Because, you know, this whole worship of tradition uh, rests on the assumption that there's justice. Mm. And so when there is no justice, these traditions become entirely oppressive. And actually they're probably oppressive from the very beginning uh, to women. But what the, the structure does, this flashback structure, which is not really a flashback, it's like the scene of the kidnapping of the child is almost like a, a point of origin on which all these different strands unravel, right? And which you return to. So, so it means that in the film, there's almost like a continuous past in the present, if you know what I mean, yeah? That kind of this action is always inherent in the actions that you see uh, subsequently, you know, which makes it very, very rich, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing that I wanted to comment on is that you see a kind of poverty in the filmmaking in that often you see that films are, are, are filmed without sound, yeah, and that sound is added later, yeah, so obviously at that moment they didn't have access to the sound equipment or whatever, so they added the sound in later, or they dubbed in the sound, or they put a song, right? Uh, and yet, rather than making that into a negative in the film, it becomes kind of part of the added richness, yeah? The kind of, with the voices that you hear, kind of 
take on a, a, a meaning that is more underlined, right? Or, you know, you're looking at the, the, the people or the, or the point of view or the glances that they look at, right? Kind of as, uh, you know, the sequence is threaded through with music, yeah? Um, instead of dialogue. So I thought all of that was fantastic. Uh, and I, I thought the ending was fantastic. I mean, what did you make of it? You think you, it kind of almost seems it's going to be a happy ending, you know, and they, 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 they run away together. But then, of course, you know, it can't be a happy ending because the, the, the traditions take hold. The village elders catch up with them, and it, it, it's uh, very, yeah. yeah. She's she's basically imprisoned with the, with the older husband, and he's in. He, he's to be raped off. forever. Yeah, and then he's he's carted off to to, to prison himself, to prison. and it's yeah. Um, but it, it kind of any any other ending would, wouldn't have been honest, I think, in terms of no. So so there's a real. I mean, what's interesting about this first Cameroonian film is that it's a real critique and even more indictment of Cameroonian traditional cultures, mm. which condemn these young lovers, yeah, to you know exile if they're lucky which they're not because you know they begin to escape this village and they're caught and brought back right yeah and what is the idea of justice and you get this huge close-up of palais de justice yeah, the other the courthouse the palace of justice but there is no justice in this world for these young lovers <laughs> yeah yes, yeah yeah she gets sent back to the husband to be constantly raped again mm. right and he gets sent to prison and the irony in those sequences is that of course he gets sent to prison in what for 1975 must be the new markers of modernity yeah he's in a car yeah but the car is still his prison as he is sent to prison yeah so i thought all of that was kind of very symbolically like beautiful and then you get in the midst of this you know these young lovers beautiful rolling around in the beach Yes, and you see the impossibility of that yeah, in yeah. this culture's yeah. resonance that it has. Um, so I thought it was very beautiful. Yeah, and it is, we should say it's also a really amazing restoration as well as 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 most of these have been. I think the, you know, the exception was um, Law of the Border because of the, the the source material, but it it, it looks yeah it's kind of pristine. It just looks amazing, and I, and I I do think that makes a a huge difference in terms of. Um, how kind of immersed you can get in it that, that you're not distracted by watching a poor quality print with with bad sound or whatever you know you you, you can just fully engage with it mm. yes. uh, so a wonderful film uh currently on mubi uh a rare opportunity to see them i mean you know i've been a film goer all my life basically and um I've, I've never really had an opportunity of seeing any of these films that are now so easily available to us uh, through movies. So I just want to underline that and encourage as many people to see them because, you know, they are at the moment available to us. We don't know for how long they will be available to us or how long they'll stay on movie. So, you know, if this is anything that interests you, do please make an effort uh, to see it. it uh, it's on movie. Yep. Any last words, Richard? Um, I don't think so. So, just echo that I strongly recommend this this film that I've I've now seen twice because we had to abort our initial discussion because of COVID. So it's uh, <laughs> and, it and it stands up to a second. And it holds so, up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Richard. And thank you very much uh, uh, to the audience for listening. We are thinking aloud about film. I'm Jose. I'm Richard. Bye-bye. Bye.